miracle signs and wonders. We all want to see these kinds of things that God can do for us. But what if there is something even better than experiencing the supernatural? Welcome back to the Created to Thrive podcast. In today's episode called Better Than Miracles, my good friend Chris Cree and I will be discussing the importance of why seeking God's face over just his hand offers not just a deeper relationship with the Lord, but is the pathway for a life of greater purpose, joy, and unwavering faith. Recently, I was a guest on Chris's live broadcast called Two for Tuesday, where we had such an impactful discussion, I didn't want you to miss out, so I'm sharing this with you in episode 111. And we're going to deep dive into how aligning your identity with God's truth and embracing a life filled with supernatural experiences often results in beautifully ordinary ways. What does that look like? And we're going to discuss that. And we want to help you step out in faith that partners with God's grace through bold imagination, hope, and a relentless pursuit of His presence. So join us as we learn how to activate your faith and prioritize an intimate relationship with God, allowing His supernatural power to work through us in everyday life. I guarantee you this will equip and inspire you with our insights of God's Word, as well as our personal experiences, so you can practically apply these in your own life today. And if you want to go deeper, we typically do a Two for Tuesday every uh, couple months or so. So episode 104 is called Unlocking the Power of the Kingdom of God in Your Life. Episode number 98 is The Power of Hope to Overcome Disappointment and Discouragement. And that is a very popular one. So that's episode 98. Number 87, or episode 87, is Soul Health, The Key to Thriving. Episode 80 is Wait on the Lord. What does that mean and how, what does that look like? We hear that a lot, wait on the Lord. So we unpack that for you. And then episode number 70, uh, How to Have a Heart Connection with God. And we give you guidance and tips to grow in your faith. And then episode 64, How to Receive the Emotional Desires of Your Heart. And that is also a very popular one. And there's many more that we have in you know earlier episodes with Chris and I, but those are just a few to get you started to do a deeper dive into developing a more intimate relationship with the Lord, also cultivating uh, a soul that prospers in all things and uh, what that looks like. And you can check out all of those if you go to lauriecasenider.com forward slash podcast check out all of those episodes there, or you can listen to it on your favorite uh, podcast platform, whether that's Apple or Spotify or iHeartRadio, whatever you want. And then also be sure to check out Chris's other great interviews on his YouTube channel, and that is called Kingdom Mindsets. And they're always called Two for Tuesdays, but his channel is Kingdom Mindsets. All right. So here we go. Grab a pen and paper. We're going to unpack some scriptures for you and give you some practical how-tos to help you grow deeper in your relationship with the Lord. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. 
I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be, because you were created to thrive. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Two for Tuesday broadcast. I am your host, Chris Cree, and I am excited about our topic today. It's wonderful to have you on the broadcast, Lori. <laughs> today, we wanted to talk about, you wanted to talk about um, something I think is interesting, and I like your title. You said, More Than Miracles. And, and you're talking about our relationship with God. And, and why did you choose that particular title, More Than Miracles? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Well, my message that God has given me is intimacy with God, because there were too many years that I knew about God, but I didn't know him. I didn't know his character, his ways. I didn't know how to be his daughter. And we've talked about that in previous episodes, but it really came down to one day I was walking with a friend. Um, this was shortly after my uh, deep dive into knowing God and, and instead of just about him. And she kept talking about all the things that she wanted God to do for her. And I said, it sounds like you're seeking his hand, but not his face. And you want all the benefits, but you really don't have that friendship or know him as a loving father. And so that really just kind of began a whole thing for me. And one day I was reading one of my favorite Psalms, which is Psalm 103. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that was within me, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And I stopped right there for a second, the fact that I bless the Lord by seeking his face by having that deep, intimate relationship with him and remembering all that he is and all that he does. But it really wasn't till I went down and he talks about the benefits there. You know, he heals mm -hmm. all of our sickness and disease and he renews our youth as the eagles. I was, I'm still clinging to that one. But then we go down to verse seven, where it says he made known his ways to Moses his acts to the children of Israel. And I just stopped for a minute there and I thought about that and it took me back into Exodus, which we won't, you know, you won't pull up mm -hmm. today, but where Moses, they had just come out of Egypt, right? They're in the desert and Moses goes up to Mount Sinai and has this encounter with God and writes the, the 10 commandments. But it was the people were saying, you go and you hear what God has. We yeah. will stay down here. They were afraid of God. And it just made me think about too many times we want to see, too many people want to see God do things for them, the miracles, yeah. signs, and wonders. They want to know what God's plan and purpose is for them, but they don't even know his character, his ways. Mm. And they wonder, why aren't you doing something, God? But mm. They've got to understand his character and how the kingdom is set up. And Jesus even tells us in John uh, 14, 6, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And so that just started me in this, this kind of this deep dive of what's it like to know God experientially, like in John 17, 3, where it says this is eternal life, that we would know the one true God in Jesus whom he sent. So 
that's the precipice for having intimate relationship with God. And it was how it was originally set up in Genesis, you know, from the very beginning where Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day, enjoying that fellowship and that friendship and that presence of God. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. You, you just said a whole bunch right there. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 re, you know, rewinding the tape in my head and, and you talked about you had a conversation with somebody and you, you, you saw that it, it sounded like they wanted, they wanted the benefits without the friendship. They wanted friends with benefits without being friends, so to speak. Right. I, I'm paraphrasing here. But, yeah. And then you were talking about that intimacy that we want the stuff that God can do, but we don't want God himself. And Jesus himself said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added to you. It doesn't say seek first the things and then the righteousness in the kingdom will be added to you. So we get it out of order. But yeah. it's interesting, this is nothing new because I'm reminded of the, the 10 lepers that Jesus healed. Mm -hmm. And they all went away healed, but only one came back. And that's that one that wanted that relationship, that, that intimacy that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a common thing that's been going on since Jesus walked the earth. Yeah. Why is it so detrimental then? Um, in your experience? Well, you just gave a great example with the 10 lepers. He healed all of them as they went, but only one came back to give his thankful, like blessing the Lord over their soul, right? Giving that mm -hmm. gratitude. And Jesus made him whole. That's the difference. Okay, you get explain, to explain wholeness. the difference between being healed and being made whole. What do you, why is that so significant? Well, I can have a, let's say I have a broken arm. Mm -hmm. My arm could get broken, but I could still have heart sadness towards um, a past uh, painful event or my, uh, how I viewed myself or just being stuck, right? Okay. I call it being stuck in the murky middle where we just don't so know our way through. As an example, I know a lady who was in a, a, a bit of a car accident and, and was injured and she healed from the injury, but she was Heart. afraid of being in the car. So what you're saying is, is part of that healing, that, that being made whole includes everything in our soul as well as our physical bodies. Um, Absolutely. That's, that's significant. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's why he's saying, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Well, our soul is our mind, our will, emotions, and it involves our imagination. Mm. And there's a process. We focus so much on our thoughts. That's only that's the starting point because everything starts with a thought. But that thought produces an emotion with an imagination that produces a sentence in our mind. It gives us a narrative and it's based on a belief as well that we tie that to. And the more we think about it, but what happens is we need to have the, it says it's in the fullness of God's presence that we have the full in God's presence is a fullness of joy, his pleasure forevermore. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So that's that joy of being restored. What I call it is being redeemed those broken places that only the Lord, only the Lord can heal soul wounds. Okay. We can't willpower our yeah. wholeness, right? We, we can, can do we something can, to get a feeling. We can, we can lock it away. We can cover it up. We can bury it. 
but we never can heal it outside of of God directly. I mean, I think that's part of the challenge with modern, you know, psychiatry and psychology is they don't address the spiritual element of what's going on. Right. And and that's why the only place we can get healing – well, let's just say the only place we can get healing without negative side effects <laughs> because yeah. people can yeah. get healing, but it usually comes with some other kind of baggage. But right. with God, that baggage doesn't exist. Yeah, and you make another great point because there's there's almost like two two ditches, so to speak. There's okay. the physical one and then there's the spiritual one. But really what I'm called to do is navigate that middle which is that soul realm, which is, it's attaching who we are in, who God says who we are, right? Mm-hmm. Who we are spiritually. Our actual true identity is what what I'm hearing you, you talk about. You're using yes. different words to describe it, but what it sounds like is you're saying, it's important that we come to know our true identity. Is that correct? Right. And we know that through the scriptures, right? Who we are mm-hmm. spiritually in our spirit, but that has to get aligned with our soul realm of our taking our past experiences that have been negative, the wounds. Uh, like you said, that that lady is afraid to get in the car. Well, there's trauma that she mm-hmm. needs to be set free from. And she can do, uh, you know, work with counselors or psychologists and so forth to help with that. But it truly is spirit and truth. She need God's a heart God. So when we can go to God and say, this hurts and what he, what I teach too, is we have to drill down even deeper to look at what are those core longings of our heart? Cause need drives behavior. So if I need security and safety and I don't get into that car, like that lady, Mm -hmm. I feel afraid and scared. I need to then go to the father to have him fill me versus try and fix me. Oh, so what is the the difference between being filled and being fixed? Well, it's getting into his perfect law of liberty, right? His truth, his words. So we have the logos, which is the written word, but then we have the rhema. That spoken word of God that speaks to my heart to say, we'll just take this example of the car. Father, I'm afraid to get in the car because what I'm doing is that thought that I'm remembering is producing a strong emotion, which is negative, which is producing a narrative or a sentence in my mind that is causing me to have an unhealthy way of coping, Mm -hmm. fear, which means I'm not going to put myself in a position to get hurt again because I don't feel safe. I don't feel secure. So Father, how can I feel safe to drive again? What do you want to show me? Show me truth is one of my best prayers that I say, Mm, that I ask for. Jesus, show me truth. What are you thinking about this situation? So I allow him to speak to my heart. And that's when Ephesians 3.20 can come into play and we all love to quote the very first part of it, but I say, you've got to take that ending because it's that's what it depends on, yeah. where it says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, and there's that think, part of that imagination, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here's the key, according to the power that works in us. Yes. So it's got to have our cooperation. 
So if we're just seeking God's hand to do something, we're really not cooperating with that power because God wants to put his super on our natural. That's how the supernatural flows. Yeah, that's true. Not the and spectacular. It, supernatural is super okay. supernatural. See, you keep drawing these comparisons and I want to know what you mean by them. What what is the <laughs> how do you see the difference between spectacular and supernatural? Cuz I think this is another good important point. Yep. For example, spectacular was when Jesus said, "Hey, guys, go get that fish and it's got a coin in its mouth to go pay your taxes." Mm-hmm. Well, that's spectacular. Supernatural would be me being, go lay hands on that person who's sick and pray for them. I'm now releasing the power of God because God is in me, right? The Holy Spirit lives in me, but has to come out through me, has Mm -hmm. to be activated by faith, but also I have to know who he is in me. That's that intimacy, into me see. Yeah. So the supernatural is me stepping out, taking risks, but based on God's grace, his enablement, his empowerment to do what I can't do in my own strength. Mm -hmm. But too often we think it's going to be spectacular, like we're just going to go get money on a tree. Yeah. Well, typically it's going to happen through a person because God works through people. It's going to be the generosity of a person saying, hey, God put you on my heart. I just want to give you this gift card. Mm-hmm. That's the supernatural versus the spectacular. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. We're looking for things that are completely out of the box. And sometimes God is operating supernaturally in the everyday things. You right. know, sometimes supernatural is just giving somebody a smile when you walk yeah. by and all of a sudden their countenance changes. Yeah. You know, I mean, that Lisa and I would play that game when we were over in Scotland because yeah. people have a tendency to be in themselves and just looking down and a little bit, you know, kind of scowl on their face. And we would just smile and see who smiled back. Yeah. And yeah. and it was interesting to to play the game and see who would smile back. But I mean, little things like that. Anytime we're, you know, releasing the fruit of the spirit, love, yeah. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all of that. I mean, self-control, that can be supernatural. The, I want to shout at that person, but no, I'm just going to stay calm and self-controlled. That in itself is supernatural. Yeah. And let me give you a practical example, because you know me, I'm all about practical. (laughs) Yeah. So last week I preached at our church and I found myself talking at the beginning. I had not planned on sharing what I talked about at Mm. all. That was never even on my radar. But before I had opened my mouth, I just said, Holy Spirit, have your way. Speak through me of what the people need to hear. Not my message, but what do they need to hear? And I found myself sharing something about my marriage that I wasn't even planning on. And afterwards, a couple people came up to me and had been crying and said, that was exactly what I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. I saw one of those women at church just a couple days ago. Her whole countenance had changed. She had so much joy and peace because the Lord spoke through me to her ministering the word of God, which is alive and active, right? Sharper Mm -hmm. than any two-edged sword that divides between spirit and soul, flesh, and what is not of God and what's of me. Mm -hmm. So that's where that supernatural comes through. Like you're talking about, we may never know 
how God wants to partner with us. But we have to do that through intimacy. It doesn't come from just memorizing scriptures and just spewing out some scriptures or begging God to do something for us. No, it, it, comes, it comes from when, when we come into agreement with his word is what yeah. you're saying um, yes. or what I'm hearing you say anyway, is that God's, you know, you, you went back to Ephesians 3.20. God is able to do all the abundantly, exceedingly more than we can ask or imagine, but he right. does it via the power that works through us. Yeah. And, and the, what I'm hearing you say from a kind of a more theological standpoint is that God's grace is already there. It's, it's waiting for us to receive, but our faith needs to interact with it. It needs to rise up. God's grace is reaching down with perfect provision for every need. Right. And now it's time for us to let our faith rise up and connect with that grace. Because, Absolutely. I mean, Paul warns in, in 1 Corinthians, he talks about receiving God's grace in vain. Yeah. And, and when we go looking for the spectacular well, oftentimes that's what we end up doing is receiving God's grace in vain because we're attracted to this person's testimony that had something spectacular happen in their life. And then we, we crave after that spectacular instead of, like Jesus said, seek first the kingdom, his righteousness, you know, seek that intimate relationship with him and then all the stuff will be added. Yeah. And you just made another great point going back to Ephesians 3.20 because this is how we partner with God to activate our faith with what he's already provided in his grace. Mm -hmm. And it says that uh, right there that right his grace is able to do exceedingly abundantly above our mm -hmm. part. We've got to ask or think. And so, and then we partner with Holy spirit. So a lot of times, Chris, we don't spend time in that intimate time, that quiet time being still with the Lord to not just ask, because I think a lot of people will ask or they'll kind of ask for, you know, a little bit, but they don't have bold faith yet because they're they're not confident or whatever. But that thinking part, that's that part of our imagination, which is tied to hope. And I just that was part of my message that I just taught on uh, two weeks ago was um, love always hopes. And if we want to activate the power of hope, we've got to know God's love for us. And then that comes back to that intimate relationship. But a lot of times we don't even give ourselves permission to hope, to imagine. Mm. So when we, that's what I was talking about before, it's the logos, it's the, it's the written word of God, but then it's the spoken word of God that wants to speak to our hearts through the written that allows our imagination to go where he wants to show us. So for example, if I'm praying and all of a sudden someone's face pops up in my mind's eye, like I don't mm -hmm. see him with my physical yeah. eyes, but I see him on the inside. I see him with my heart is what I say. Mm -hmm. Well, I ask then I ask God about that. So I'm seeking his face. His face is his presence. And a lot of times we, we are not taught what does that even mean? His presence bottom line to make it real simple. It's Holy Spirit. We're the tabernacle of God. We're his dwelling place. It's not the Old Testament. It's the New Testament. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. So we need to give God permission to have him speak to us through his word in prayer, but through our imagination to let hope arise. Then we can take steps of faith. But if that person, um, if, if we... He wants to show us. He wants to guide us and lead us, right? That's the way. And mm -hmm. that's where Moses knew the ways of God. Jesus said he is the way. Well, what way is he showing you? 
And that's going to lead to the per- a lot of times we want to know what's the purpose and what I'm going through. Mm. Typically, we don't know that till years later when we can look back and go, okay, now I see how that puzzle piece fit together. But while we're doing it, we don't. That's why we have to trust him. But we won't trust him if we don't know his character, know his goodness. And his ways are good, right? Psalm 23 says, surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. So so what I'm hearing is that one of the reasons people are hesitant or don't press into that intimacy with God is because they don't trust in his goodness. Right. You know, they they think that he's the cause of their bad situations or that he's doing it, you know, for some reason when he's not really the cause of it all because he's good. And if there's bad things happening to us, he's not the cause. He'll turn that into something good, but he's not the one who is, you know, making that that bad happen because that's not who he is. He's not bad. He's good. Right. And that's why we have to know his ways. And that's when Jesus says that he's the way, the truth, and the life. So if you want to know God, you look at Jesus and how was his life here on earth? What was his ministry like? How did he do things? He got away every day and got quiet Mm -hmm to commune with the Father, to talk to the Father, pray, get God's opinion on everything, right? Get the 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 logos and the ramos or the rhema words from God to say, this is the way, walk in it, the promptings. Yeah. He allowed himself to be interrupted. How many times does that trip us up? Because we're on a mission, we're doing something, we get a phone call or we get an email and we're like, I don't want to deal with this right now. But if we can just stop and say, okay, Lord, is this something that you want to speak to me through or is this important? But that's that daily life of living because it says in Acts, that it's in him that we live and move and have our being. Well, if I truly believe that, I have to have intimacy. And it says signs and wonders will follow those who believe. I don't go looking for them or chasing them or need to get a word from someone to know that I'm hearing God okay. Now that helps sometimes if when we're growing and maturing. And there's nothing wrong with the supernatural. The supernatural is awesome. Those miracles are wonderful, but they should be a byproduct. They end up being a byproduct of our intimate relationship with him. And then if we just chase after the supernatural, you know, that's all we get maybe if we even get that. But if we chase after the author of the supernatural, the one who works the miracles, we chase after him, Jesus himself said, when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things, all this stuff will be added to you. Yeah. So we get we get the supernatural and the miraculous, the spectacular even, when we have that intimate relationship with him. Yeah. But if we just seek, seek after the miracle, we may never get there. Yeah. Let me give a quick practical, again, a practical okay. story because you make yeah. great points. So here's a spectacular situation. Okay. So for uh, a several, so I've been married 31 years, but for our mm-hmm. 25th wedding anniversary, uh, I Fred asked me, what do I want? And I said, I don't want to go on a trip or to like Hawaii, or I didn't want jewelry or any of this stuff, but I wanted to have a spiritual experience. So we went to a, a conference and we brought people with us. That was our mm-hmm. gift. We wanted them yep. to come with us so we could have okay. that friendship. Deep down in my heart, I'd never told Fred this. I never told anybody. But deep in my heart, I secretly wanted diamond stud earrings. 
I'd had the cubic zirconias, right? The fakes, but I never had the real thing. I never even asked God for it, but that was just deep within a desire of my heart. And Fred and I were out at this conference and we were walking that morning of the conference just out by our hotel room. And I looked down and there was some trash along the side of the road, but I looked down in the middle of the street and it was a, a, a not a busy street. Like there were no yeah. cars or anything. And there was a triple diamond ring and it had been sliced in, in half and it was a triple diamond ring and it was real. Oh, wow. I got a desire of that I didn't even know was even important to me, but that's how much God sees me. That's the spectacular. I did get diamonds from heaven, mm. right? And they were real diamonds. And I took put them in two independent. The two on the outside were the same size and the one in the middle was a little smaller. And I made that into a pendant necklace. That's how much God loves me. But I was seeking him. I wasn't seeking the gifts or what he would do for me. So the spectacular does happen. But what happened more was the supernatural with people giving, um, speaking life into us and giving us uh, encouraging words and prayers and prophesying over us. Like that was the supernatural that happened at that conference, which was very life-giving. And to this day, in fact, I just thought about it this morning, that word that was spoken over us. So Mm. does that make sense? What I'm trying to to say, it's all about intimacy with him. And, and I also, I mean, there's so many different angles you can come at that story and of God's goodness, one of the things I see is that you sowed generosity because yes. you brought another couple with you. You you were yeah. sowing generosity and, and that generosity um, reaped a harvest yeah. of something yeah. material, which is, is amazing. So to me, there's so many different levels. And anytime that we have an encounter with God, there's mm-hmm. layers to it. You know, there's the the surface layer that everybody sees, but like you were talking about, there's a lot more often that goes down into our soul and our heart that benefits us as well. And that is the beauty of receiving healing, you know, whether, you know, in, in soul work and heart work from the Lord is that it always comes without any baggage. And usually what it comes with is, is bonuses that we didn't even realize we needed or wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the redeemer. And that's the one that's how I have known him so intimately is he redeems like so many situations that we had I'd blown it in the past. It was like a redo that he would take mm-hmm. me back into a situation. I mean, it looked a little different, but it was a similar situation. And this time I did it with him and his way. And oh, my goodness, found so much redemption and wholeness from that. So yeah, it's it's powerful. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm looking at the time where we're coming up on the end here, but is there anything else that you would like to share about, you know, the value of seeking God and that intimacy with him? I would just share that so many people are looking for the plan that God has for them, right? They'll quote Jeremiah 29, 11, that, mm-hmm. that God has a plan for them to prosper them, to give them a you know hope and a future. But they'll never know the purpose and the plan that God has for them fully without knowing him. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot trust someone that you do not know, and faith requires trust. To be able to take the bold steps of faith, you have to trust God 
But in order to trust him, you have to know him. So knowing his character, knowing his ways, and the best way is to look at Jesus because Jesus says, when you see him, you see the father. And then he tells you who the Holy Spirit is because it was better for us that he go to be with the father so that we could all have the indwelling presence of God active in our daily life, that we don't have to go to a temple. We don't have to go to a place. We have it right here. And that's that abiding. And so that's what I would just encourage is to start with just saying, God, I want to know you versus about you. I want to receive your love in greater measure so I can be your image bearer and have the life that you created for me. And and the more that we experience that, the more mm-hmm. we learn to trust his goodness, which that trust is, like you said, is is what gives us the boldness to yeah. step out and take those risks when we hear yeah. from God and it doesn't make sense. Because let's face it, a lot of things that God asked people to do in scripture really didn't make sense. I mean, we can <laughs> go all the way back to the covenant with Abraham. You want me to do what? To some, to, oh, yeah. you know, I was just thinking about that this morning, actually. Yeah. You know, but a lot of the things that God asks people to do, he asked Abraham to sacrifice his son. It made no sense in the moment. But like you said, in hindsight, we can look back and go, wow, that yeah. was another episode of God's goodness. And the more that we say yes to God when he speaks, the more he will speak to us. And when he, we basically prove our faithfulness, just like Abraham did when he was willing to sacrifice his son. Um, God doesn't ask us to give up things except to get something even better to us. Absolutely. And so that, but we, it, it can be scary to let go. If you've got a good thing going on, I mean, an example, Lisa and I were in Scotland, you know, we were directing the Bible college. We'd been there four and a half years. We had a powerhouse team. We had students. Things were finally clicking along. And that's when God said, Pass the baton, it's time to go home. We're like, what? We just got, it's just working now. But we didn't hesitate. We said, all right, we believe that's you. Just, we wanted to confirm the timing. He said, yep, now is the time. And we let it go. And he's doing some amazing things in our lives because we were willing to do that. But we didn't, we we weren't willing to take that risk um, without knowing his character and knowing that when we gave up something that was as good as what we had, that he was going to bring us something better. That was the only reason right. why he'd ask us to give it up. So right. it's, it comes from that knowledge, that intimacy, that knowing his character. That's so true. Lisa and I have experienced yeah. it and yeah. we're pressing in deeper. <laughs> we yeah. want to experience more of it because that's the yeah. thing about the kingdom, Lord. Yeah. Once you get a taste of it, yeah. you want more. Yeah. yeah. And it's so great. And I just want our listeners to be encouraged that you've given God a lot of yeses along the years, right? This wasn't just an overnight thing that he said, give up everything and go do it. Mm -hmm. No, (laughs) you had to know him just like Moses had to have time getting to know God before Mm -hmm. he did these amazing, great things. It takes time. And I would just be encouraging to say intentionality. Yes. You're as full as God as you want to be. And the great news is there's more. We know deep within us, there's more that we were created for. Mm-hmm. So it's time to just to say, God, I want it. And I want to start with seeking your face, to know your presence, to find out who you are so I can truly know the real me and Amen. live the life that you designed for me. Amen. Well said. And God is not holding out on any no. of us. No. 
He's willing to give as much of himself as we're willing to receive. Yeah. And it starts with small steps. That's Mm -hmm. it. Small steps. Maturity, just like a child, right? Small steps, but they grow and they take bigger steps. Amen. Well, I encourage everybody, if, if this has been a blessing for you, I encourage you go to Lori's website. Her website is lauriksnyder.com and subscribe to her podcast because you share a lot of powerful truths on that podcast. And and sometimes you have guests in, sometimes you know, you 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 do it a variety of different ways. And and it's powerful and I encourage people to to go and listen to that. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about your website or how people can connect with you? Oh, uh, you know, the podcast right now is my biggest way that I share. Uh, I am in process of writing a book to help people overcome disappointment, discouragement, to trade in those for uh, to become resilient. And mm-hmm. I have a proven path of how to connect deeper with God and become whole and step out into the life that he has for you to really go where you are now to where you desire to be. So Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward so to that. They can go to my website sure. and email me. I'll, I've got to put a form to get a uh, waiting you list gotta, going on. Yeah, I was going to say, do you, have a, do, you, do you do a newsletter or anything like that? I do. So I have an email. So yes. Yeah. So go to my website okay. and you can sign up to be on my email right there. And uh, yeah, so I need to have my website guy put something on there for me. <laughs> well, I'll see I'll, I'll see if I can talk to him and let him know. <laughs> hey, if you're watching this, she's she's making a joke because I'm her website guy. This is my so, website. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, people That's you, me too. I need to get you this stuff. That's the Well, thing. yeah, it's it's a it's a team effort, right? It's not all God and none of us. It's not all of us, none of God. It's not all you know, you and the content creator and me, the website guy, it's, it's us yeah. together. It's a team thing. It is. So, it is. So all that to say, so. yes, no, it's, it's been an amazing year. Um, it's amazing. It's almost November. It's crazy, yeah. but I'm excited. Lori, would you pray for folks and, and release yeah. a blessing over their lives yeah. about um, intimacy, however the Holy Spirit leads you? Sure. Father God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you have given us the Holy Spirit, who is our comforter and our helper and our teacher. We open up our hearts. We open up our ears to receive what you have for us. And Lord, I pray for those watching and listening right now to have an encounter with your love so that they would taste and see that you are good, that they would not just know about you and the stories, but they would know you as the one true God and Jesus whom you sent, that they would have that heart connection with you that will take them to the places that you have for them, that they would become who you created them to be, that they would live in your fullness and have that life of abundance that you promised for them. And it's in you that they find that. And so I thank you, Father, that your word says that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. And that when we seek you, we find you and we knock that you answer and that you open the door for us. And I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in us and for us and through us today. And I thank you that Holy Spirit is drawing us to come closer to Jesus, that we are united with him. So we give you permission. Open our eyes so we can see you. In Jesus' name, we give you all the glory, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Friend, I hope you were blessed by today's episode, and I pray it encouraged you or helped you grow in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a breakthrough, or they want to grow or need encouragement or empowerment? I would also love it if you would go take 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This is how I know you're liking this podcast, and it also helps others become aware that I exist and they can hear the gospel. You can take a screenshot also of your review and then share it with me on social media. Tag me at Lori, L-O-R-I-K-A-Y Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, Lori K. Snyder. And that way I will know too that this is a blessing to you. Thanks so much, friend.